You're listening to Charted Podcast, episode 29, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me here, IRL today, is your co-host, John Edgar. How are you today, John? Owen, I am extra good today, because you are here hanging out with me, and that's cool. I can make eye contact with you while we talk. It's very romantic. Quite nice. <laughs> We're like, oh, I wish I had a, like, I've got a photo, like, we make, we can see each other. Oh, yeah, on Twitter, you posted a photo of us. I did. It's IRL under the hood. So I'm podcasting from where I usually podcast from. And Owen is podcasting from where I usually podcast from. What, you podcast on the floor usually? Like this? Well, I used to put my microphone over there. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it took us so long to figure out what was wrong with our podcast just because you're shouting at your microphone. (laughs) I didn't, I wanted to just be like free to not be around the microphone. I don't know. Anyway. Nice to have you here. Welcome to America. How does it feel? You can do the weather report for New York this week. The weather here is really good. It's very cold in Brooklyn today, but not as cold as Amsterdam. It's nice. Yeah, I would say this is like middle, not coldness for mid-November for New York. It's pretty pretty light. Yeah, I can't complain. I love it. You can definitely walk around in just a sweater and jeans. Feel moderately cold. Telling you folks, global warming. It's a real thing. I read, I uh, posted it on my Facebook, which, oh man, my Facebook's been crazy over the last five days. It's been insane. But um, I read a report yesterday that they think that now the earth is at a point where it's so damaged that it's damaging itself with the damage that it has, if that makes sense. Really? Yeah. Like, wow. The atmosphere is so broken that it's becoming more and more exponentially more sensitive it's not good no and they think that it's going to be a catastrophic issue in two full lifetimes two lifetimes i thought it'd be sooner than that almost no like if you had kids and then they had kids that's pretty soon right like that's pretty soon crazy because like if you think two generations I spoke to a cab driver today about this. I was like, he was like an older dude and he was Russian. And I was like, hey, when you were 20, did they talk about climate change? And he was like, yeah, they talked about climate change. And I was like, okay. And he's like, but you know, there's nothing you can do about it. The climate was going to change anyway. Humans didn't change the climate. And I'm like, wait, dude, what? He's like, yeah. You know, that was like, I'm 55. And, you know, we talked about it in Russia a little bit, but, wow, you know, nothing you can do. We're just going to die. And it's like, okay, <laughs> We're all going to die and leave it with our children. <laughs> oh, yeah. So last week, we had a, we're going to do this, get this, we can't, oh, we can't okay. ignore the elephant. We're going to get room. the elephant out of the room. So we got to get it out of the room. So okay. D- it talk about it there. briefly. What happened, John? Oh, man, everybody in the world knows. Do we need to talk about what, it? What are we uh, even going to What are we about? referencing? Twitter, oh, right? No. <laughs> Snapchat spectacles? Yeah, totally. No, what? Like, okay, just okay, make so the spiel. Get it done. Donald Trump is president-elect of the United States. Ugh. I think that the only good pollsters uh, in, in the world right now were John and Owen last week. Because we were right. We were pretty bang on about what yeah, happened. Brexit. Breakfast. You know, I was talking to my buddy... Broke about this, and Rob Ford should have been the first indication that the things were going in this direction because I would say that most of the 
downtown core of Toronto were absolutely gobsmacked that Rob Ford became mayor of Toronto. And he became mayor of Toronto because he would like answer the phone of like random constituents. You could like literally call this guy's house and he would come out with his shovel and like fix your neighborhood. Like even even though he was like big business, like came from the Ford family in Toronto, it's like a super wealthy family for many generations is that he inherited a packaging company from his um literally sounds like the office sounds like well it's not like trump inherited a little bit of bigger scale thing and then the suburbs voted him in because they were sick of the yuppie downtown elite he's a relatable guy yeah 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 yeah. he's like a average joe air quotes so that was a good indicator and then but of course no one really saw it as an indicator um and then brexit was a good indicator and now next thing you know so i think though the only thing that we could do is talk about the impact of a trump administration on the technology sector which i guess would be maybe relevant to what we want. i guess like there's been a lot of noise about how it's going to hurt san francisco potentially because he's so adamant on a lot of different things including stuff being made in the u.s them paying taxes all sorts of stuff i think silicon valley is pretty scared if you look at the stock market this week like the banks and like those are up and everyone else is down it's some volatility for sure mm. <laughs> well well what about the fact that peter Thiel's on his board is uh his transitionary team that's pretty weird was a good well 1.8 million dollars well spent or whatever it was 1. yeah 6. you know what's funny is like well not particularly funny but the fact that he's on the transitionary team and he also has a very big interest in being close to the government since he's in charge of palantir yeah a military contracting company yeah. oh yeah no for sure it's super shady no i don't think peter Thiel is uh he's a smart guy like, I mean, you don't think he is, or you do think no, he is? No, I do think he is. Okay. I think he's a very strategic, long-term thinker. He's the type of guy that will secretly fund years' worth of lawsuits that you won't even... Like, he's, and suddenly, he's Gork like, is dead. Yeah, like... So many people, I'm sure you've heard the... Exp- like, um, there is no, like, person behind the curtain. There's just lots of people behind a few curtains. Or, like, <laughs> That's like a really that. great expression. Yeah, like, there's, like, you know... It's not just there are centralized points of power, but there's many different ones and they do have competing interests and stuff like that. And so it will be interesting to see if he if Peter Thiel has an influence over the, the government and if you are able to speak and be in those rooms, which I would say I've been fortunate to some very small scale degree been able to do in my career, you can you and you're able to put forward logical points you can you can sway things in certain directions i mean that is yes right it's circumstantial yeah so i would be more concerned about who donald trump puts around him than i would be of donald trump himself well it's not looking good so far it seems to be um binders full of white men who are lobbyists and have very big like the guy who's in charge of treasury is reported to be the guy who's like ceo of jp morgan or something so like one thing that is i feel like so there's like a couple concerns i have one is that um if the administration decides to take a very hard 
vocal, intense public line on um, terrorism. That encryption is could, dead. Yeah, could spell some pretty bad news for encryption. Um, and I don't know where he stands on that, or if he's ever really talked about it. But I haven't. Um, I haven't looked that up. But anyway, um, yeah, it could be bad. He well, he wants to kill the net neutrality bill that went through under Obama, for example. So it's not a good sign. I think, but a, a, he could do a couple of really smart things, like if he allowed tim cook to bring like there should be an amnesty on 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 tech money abroad for tax oh tax yeah relief. but trump wants everybody else except him to pay tax so it's great and i'm just saying well so that's the other thing i saw he's already softened his his tone on so many things yeah, like, i watched yeah. him on 60 minutes this morning and he was like totally way more you know middle of the road than he has been the whole election and that's like if you're trying to become a leader, you need to get people to follow you. And I think that America does need someone to lead them in some direction right now because the leadership, and this is what we saw in the Trump election, the leadership that has existed to date has been very progressive and been leadership for a lot of really important things. But the, and those things were really important to the people that voted for Hillary Clinton. But the people that voted for Donald Trump did not prioritize those things in the same way. And I think it's not super fair to say, well, just because you're, well, it's not, I'm not going to put a value judgment on it, but um, circumstantially there are people who would say i don't really give a shit if men marry men or women marry women i can't figure out how to feed my family so like i don't care what they do it's just literally not a priority for me and i don't want more years of like that being the thing that people everyone's talking about i want the things that are important to me to be the things that are uh being talked about and though and i feel like those things aren't being discussed right and so it's and it is to my mind, somewhat dangerous to um, negate that perspective because it is a real perspective whether or not if people believe that. And that's that. It's some people's reality. Yeah. Anyway. anyway that's the klaxon sounding in the background yeah. for Trump to be over in this podcast, I think. I think so. <laughs> oh, did you see that? He apparently is in a pretty big spat with the guy uh, at Jeff Bezos, though. Jeff Bezos is trying to make up with him because yeah. uh, Trump want, personally wants to go after Amazon. Yeah, he says that they're they're <laughs> like killing a America is like, company that is oh um, lord is is in violation of massive amounts of antitrust. Imagine if he kills Amazon. <laughs> oh my god! I think what he's going to do is really just rein in globalization to some. Right, like he's really going to make America focus on itself and not itself on the world stage which you know who okay knows? who knows let's talk about twitter just for one minute adam bain chief operating officer slash person who was in charge of basically all the good shit that twitter shipped in the last six months has left mm -hmm. that's bad bad news 
now it's just Jack at the helm. Like, there's no, like, what, what, they're literally a ship. We, I only wanted to bring this up because we started talking about Twitter this morning and social networks in general over mimosas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> bad brag. No, so uh, we we talked about Twitter and social networks, and we we kind of like we were just like I think people are just burnt out on social. Like you have these crazy stellar monthly active users and rah 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 rah, but people are really burnt out on social. Well, certainly become apparent that it is not immediately apparent the value add that social media really has to yeah. the bottom line of our existence as humans. Yeah, like, like nobody's making it profitable except Facebook so far. And it's not even real profitability. It's profitability in the fact that they have a platform with a lot of eyeballs that allows people to ads. serve ads. Yeah, right? it doesn't but even prove the model. That really, it, you're in a lot of trouble if what actually ends up happening in this world is we start saying, um, I actually don't care about ads anymore and I'm not going to buy like things from Target and Walmart. I'm going to like, if we do move into a, a less globalized and more real world, real world view of society then your ad model most certainly does not work. Yeah, not at all. You know who wins in that world? Etsy. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, this is a total segue. It doesn't matter. Twitter news, it's bad. I think the that the news out of Twitter isn't going to get much better in well, the near future. How does that, like, it's an interesting tie into Facebook and what Facebook said recently. Yeah, that's exactly. Was. the. So Mark Zuckerberg has been, like, Facebook has basically been accused of not, like, they haven't been accused of making the 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 Donald win, but they have been accused of letting the spread of misinformation like kind of go like wildfire, and that's true. Like, there's so much fake fake news on Facebook; it's kind of scary. Okay, I need to read you this quote from BuzzFeed. It is amazing. I was giggling at it earlier. Which one? Saving it. Is it, is so it from Zuck? No. So originally, a lot of this has come out as a result of a BuzzFeed investigation. Which, by the way, BuzzFeed's doing some pretty... The news department is incredible. I like. I only read BuzzFeed News. So buzzfeed.com slash news. And their app is amazing. Their investigative journalism is second to none, I would say. Okay, so there is a city in the Balkan. Is it Balkan? Let me just find. Yugoslavia Republic of Macedon- Maced- Macedonia? Macedonia? Yeah, Macedonia. Thanks. Um, I got you. Sorry. English words. Um, okay. So, what? I'll just read this paragraph to you. That's so good. Okay. For example, the most successful post that BuzzFeed News found from the village, from the people that had set up this program in this city that they lived in 40,000 people live in the city and it was like six or seven people every day had basically made this their full-time job they had based on a story from a fake news website the hillary on the story from conservativestate.com was hillary clinton in 2013 quote i would like to see people like donald trump run for office they're honest and can't be bought the post is a week old and has racked up 480,000 shares and reactions and comments on Facebook. To put that into perspective, the New York Times exclusive story 
that revealed Donald Trump's declaration of $916 million loss on his 1995 income tax return generated uh, 175,000 Facebook interactions. In a month. In a month. That is crazy. That's that's concerning. This did that in a and you know half a million. So the crazy week. thing about this misinformation thing is what Zuck said when he got asked about it was Doesn't that they, fucking scare you the shit? It's out terrifying. Of you, dude? But it's also because of the way that Facebook's algorithm works. And you know how much oversight there is on alg- algorithms? We don't have a how many regulations do we have or legislations around algorithms and what can be done in algorithms? None. That's the best part of this discussion. So he came out afterwards and said, I don't have the quote exactly in front of me, but he said something along the lines of, we don't control the news and we don't feel like we influence the results of the election with fake news that was shared on Facebook. And I like, that is bullshit. First of all, okay. you might not feel that way and you can feel however you want. Yeah. But it's, there's it's your feelings and then there's reality. It would have influenced it. That's if you, there's a That's great a interactive. Half, oh yeah, I saw that. The thing. Wall Street Journal oh interactive. God, I'll put it in the show notes. It lets you see Facebook through the eyes of a Republican and a Democrat and what they're showing, the fake news they see, the kind of like inflammatory headlines. It's bullshit. Facebook can't claim it that it doesn't wild. believe that because there was that famous thing they did, what, three years ago, where they tested showing people certain statuses and news stories to see if they could make them sad. Like, they can't say that they didn't have a hand in this election. It's, it's not it's not possible well, you and do why want to you do want to do a study to see if you can make people sad because if you make people sad you should probably take that into account so i yeah but they I were doing no, other studies too that I we don't no know about disrespect for them like trying to figure out what they're actually doing with their stuff sure. but if they use it then to manipulate well that's what they were doing manipulating emotions on purpose to see if they could but they, was, what that, they did say like in their blog post i think that was like a, a 30 day like trial it was only a thousand hundred thousand people it had to oh. be blind it had to be blind or like whatever and like right yeah i know like but you but how much do you pay for facebook so i had this idea yesterday okay of getting a bunch of friends together and being like who wants to pay the three dollars a month for facebook for work where you don't get adverts and stuff oh so you just hang out on facebook for work and you make a facebook without ads and then you invite all your friends instead of colleagues that's dope so you're just paying for facebook but it's just facebook that is like the best workaround i've ever heard of like you could just make like a a company called everyone yeah (laughs) and you just make everyone.com or like and you just make a payment gateway and you would pay for that right I totally do that. That would be the most hilarious hack. So, like someone should do this. John, get on. Uh, but the thing is, you need it to reach a relative critical mass. So like, you almost—I don't know if you want to like give. No, I think like most of my friends who I see now dropping off Facebook and like deleting their Facebook, like my buddy Tim, who we're gonna hang out with, the Giffy dude. He right. He um put put on a facebook event that he was deleting his facebook and like yeah you had like 48 hours to copy down his number and then he's piecing and i'm like really yeah and i like totally empathize with him because i like rate basically out yesterday or for the last five days i've just spent my like facebook time commenting on people that i already agree with about things that i already agree with or posting things that everybody who fall who i'm friends with on facebook is going to agree with anyway 
Would you agree that Facebook needs to take responsibility though? Like algorithms yes. are not bi- uh, not unbiased. Correct. Like their algorithms have a bias Correct. in them regardless of what they say. Absolutely. They have to they have to they should be a media company. They should actually be auditable. Yeah, they should we should know how they weight that. All algorithms where we purchase 1.6 billion people see the news feed every day. All algorithms where the algorithm is the capital that we use to purchase the product we should have the ability to know what we're buying at least yeah it's terrible it do you think pretty, that they will get regulated though like nobody's looking at facebook do you think they'll get regulated even no. like even trump aside like do you think they'll get regulated well hey free antitrust star- free startup idea someone who listens to the podcast go make it make a social network that's the same as facebook that has open algorithms and like you can see exactly how it's going to work and be transparent and then sell yourself to facebook or something but like, <laughs> i don't even think any has anyone even made that tag well you saw, that's what app.net could have been <laughs> but it's did you know app.net is still alive <laughs> app.net is you don't know what app.net it was that open twitter thing it was like an api client in the middle and that was it it was just 140 characters but it was just an api backend and they didn't release client apps or anything i would really honestly just encourage people to hang out more with other people in the real world that's true and well people who just don't have the same worldview as you as well spend more time with people that don't have the same worldview as you like if you want to actually fix america instead of going on vacation to tenerife or prague or you know like tokyo or whatever and feeling like you're cultured and like you know that you've been places and stuff go on vacation to atlanta or go on vacation to waco or go on vacation to boise because there's restaurants there and there's hotels there and there's things to do there and there are people there that are in your country that are real people that and there's millions of them Shall we talk about Snapchat spectacles? Or we'll just keep getting caught up in this. No, it's fine. This week, I think that we have an excuse, so please forgive us. Snapchat spectacles. Did you see how they're releasing them to the public? It's kind of kind of dope. It's like the continuation of of what's wrong with this world, but I love it. (laughs) It's so good. So Snapchat made like a custom, I was going to say ATM, but it's not, it's like a a vending machine machine with three buttons and like, they're basically randomly putting the snap machines around every like seems like a couple days every three days or something so there's there's a countdown going on right now uh on spectacles.com 20 hours from now 6 a.m eastern time it goes both found out that neither of us are influential enough to get them outside of well yeah i just don't know anyone at snapchat so there's 20 hours to go and the people who work at snapchat can't even get them really Mm -hmm. so the question is where do you think it'll be will it be new york do you think I hope it's New York because I'm here. It's a cool... I have to say, Snapchat's whole marketing thing is the, the jam is good. This is a great way to disseminate a product that they know isn't available in high high uh, high supply right now. My preference would be that Evan Spiegel charges everyone $2 a month for a Snapchat and there was no adverts on it. Yeah, but that's never going to happen because Spiegel loves the eyeballs. And also, well, you'll get even more eyeballs. And also, I'll even pay the dog filter. 
I'll pay an extra 90 cents for. Yeah, when, that's the weird thing about those filters. Originally, they launched as a paid mechanism to get filters, and they were supposed to expire, but neither of those things well, happened. Well, now they found out they could get make more money from getting brands to pay for them. Ah, I'm going to put a brand on my face. Gecko. Holy crap. Do you hear what you just said? It's literally what's going on. You're wearing People are putting like Teenage Mutant Ninja Tool on their faces. So here's the other thing. They're super region specific. So oh, yeah. Like, aver- you can advertise one. to people in other markets by knowing where the person is and then where most of the people who watch their Snapchats are from. You know the crazy and thing about... just put the filter in the market where... Yeah. You know the crazy thing is, though? They don't share metrics with their advertisers. Mm-hmm. And so they Snapchat say has an elaborate scam where they can just do whatever they but want. But you 100 million, zillion, gazillion, trillion, bazillion percent with the most lackadaisical technology in the whole entire world can know the location of where a Snapchat user is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. So you can do geo. That's why they can do geo stuff. Like you can like DigitalOcean for their like they have this thing called Shark Week where they fly the whole company in and like just all 300 people do like hackathon and like conferences and stuff like that internally. Um, they just for the block that the DigitalOcean office is on, which is a huge building that they're in, like a multi-story building, and you've been to it. Um, yeah. On that block, you could they paid like I don't know how much Mitch said, like a couple hundred bucks or something, and they had a and they had a DigitalOcean Shark Week Damn. Shark filter that you could. Put. <laughs> That's crazy. It's yeah, hyper local. Cool. But don't people do it for their weddings and shit? Yeah, now? yeah, you can. It's on-demand Snapchat filter. You can pay fifty bucks and get your own now. We should make one just randomly, like for some random place. Can't, couldn't you use that as like a weapon as well, though? Like, I'm sure that they don't allow certain types of content. And but how do you report a Snapchat filter? You can't. There's no. That's the problem with Snapchat. But I'm sure there's, there's no, account no, There's no abuse mechanism in Snapchat. Like you, you can't. You can block people, but that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, next Grub, thing. Grubhub CEO. Let's just stay. Yeah, on I don't know let's anything about start, this. Stay on this ranting tirade that we're on today. Boom. All right. What did I say? Snapchat? Grubhub. Grubhub. What is Grubhub? Grubhub is, I think they own Seamless Web or they're the same as Seamless Web, but basically here in the United States of America, um, if you live in a coastal city, you order your food from either, and you order takeout, you order it from either Grubhub or Seamless Web. These are this is a publicly traded company. Deliveroo or Foodora or Seamless or it seems like got Grubhub are the same thing. Wow. What really? Huh. I had no idea. I'm pretty sure that Seamless bought Grubhub. Well, because Seamless is just has some insanely insane market share in New York. Grubhub CEO, who actually um, is a pretty cool guy, I think. Uh, Matt is his name and he sent out an email to his whole staff that although he has come back and tried to clarify I read it and I was like holy shit Um, he basically said if you voted for Trump you may as well reply to this email with your with your letter of resignation what is that even legal can you write something like that Uh, I mean it's borderline surely in New York specifically they there's um 
can't remember what it's called, like work to rule or something like that, where there's no employment, there's not really employment contracts. You just kind of like can get fired for whatever. Really? As long as it's not discriminatory. But like, wow. I think like in countries like Germany and shit, you basically can't get fired for anything, right? And Paris yeah. is pretty hard, like France. It's very hard to get fired. Canada is pretty hard to get fired. But in the US, like, because I think in, in, um, in, those countries where it's quite difficult to get fired, a lot of that is around that you have to do performance evaluation and stuff like that before you can legally fire them, right? Right. And in the U.S., you can just you don't have to do any. You, you don't, don't have to put someone. Is over, on, yeah. You don't have to put someone on a performance improvement plan or anything like that. So I don't know. Like I think I don't know. You could say that he was. He is probably denying people their like what amendment rights, like first amendment rights of free speech and like like probably not it's definitely ethically questionable i would say it's not a, a smart thing to do and that reflected in grubhub stock which oh my fell, god uh, i just looked it up 4.8 percent the next morning right yeah terrible uh and then he had to basically come back out and be like well basically what i was saying is that the things that the mainstream media reported as the things that trump stands for are I denounce within my company, which is nationalistic, oh, okay. so he was taking a, hateful. He was taking a stand. Okay, that's hard though. But if you're the CEO of a publicly traded company that employs a lot of people, you better be relatively careful about. You better be real sure that that's what you're doing, and you better think that your sh- 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 shareholders are going to support you in that. And based on how they voted with their <laughs> dollars that's not they did not love that one last thing to talk about one last i think so gopro i love gopro they trolled everybody so they oh, made a drone God. and then they canceled it the night of the election because apparently it loses power when you're flying it what do you think about burying news like that i think it's kind of a terrible trend definitely done it many times Oh, yeah. I mean, the tradition is to bury bad news during Apple events, but the election is like a whole new game. Oh, yeah. As a CMO or like in, in a marketing position, I've definitely uh, planned my... Like, planned my... what is coming up this week that I can use to hide this bad news? Well, actually, there is one more thing to talk about. So we talk about GoPro for five seconds, but Yahoo did the same thing on Tuesday night. They... You didn't even say what the bad news of GoPro was yet. Oh, GoPro recalled its drone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Yahoo filed its regulatory thing, filing, filed its regulatory filing, Mm -hmm. I guess, about the hack that happened on all of its users, like 400 million users or whatever it was. They finally like shared with the government what had happened and how long it happened for. And they did it on the election night because in the regulatory filing, they confessed that they'd been hacked by state sponsored hackers and they knew about it two years ago, but didn't tell anyone. That's shady. Of all nights to drop that news, that's shady. And they knew about it for two years? Incredible. And they don't want it to be news. No, but that's so bad for their users. It's such a bad precedent that they can get away with that. And you should read it. It's crazy. Like, Marissa Mayer personally took control of that investigation and she didn't let it out of her inner circle and like, oh my God, it's terrible. I hate the trend of bearing news because it just shows what a company really stands for. I can understand the temptation, but damn, just like get a spine. Mm-hmm. 
I thought it was also interesting that the um, COO of Lyft declined um, a position on Trump's advisory. Indeed. I think that that's going to be interesting for, for them. Companies like Airbnb and Lyft and yeah. who, are, who, are, who are seen to be perceivably taking jobs away from right. blue-collar uh, Americans. Yeah. And I'm sure that it's going to be very easy for Trump and Trump supporters to say, look at the, just to, you know, really paint with a broad stroke and say, look at the, the people who drive Ubers are all, um, mm. are all, you know, immigrants of, of some yeah degree. and Crazy. Uh, well, yeah, crazy. Trump is the most popular word on this podcast. Well, the word of the day is... It's like we're... Well, it's relevant. I mean, it's what everyone's talking about. We are going to have to deal with it. I think the implications are bad, and I don't want to get into it too much, but it just hurts to think about too much. Do you have a book club for this week? Um, I don't. Yeah. Don't say one if you don't have one really that's like good. I need to start writing them down because I never remember the ones that I do week to week. Last week you kind of had one, but not really. No, I had a good one last week. Did you? The vital question. Didn't I do the vital question last week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was that's a great book. Um, and I think I did the emotional. I think it's called the emotional life of your brain. Um, if I didn't do that one, yeah, I'm you gonna... also said that one twice. Fuck. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I will recommend again this great book by this Chinese author called the three body problem because I think it's really good and people should read it. And it's nice to read something that's not just a Western book. Highly recommended. The transcreation is amazing because they translated it so well. Read the three body problem. All right. Is there anything else you want to add? John Edgar IRL. Mm, No, it's nice hanging out with you in real life. What do you want to do now? I don't know. We'll find out. Should we go outside? Yeah, it's a beautiful day. It's so nice out. I'm going to do my spiel. People have... How long it left in November? Oh, wait. What? You have to... We have to talk about the email we got. Oh, the email and the fact that I bought an iPhone 7. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're not even close to being done. Yeah, I was going to do my spiel and we're like, oh, shit. Okay, let's talk about the iPhone. I bought an iPhone 7. Tell us about why. I can't say the reason why, other than the fact that I had to get rid of my 6S. And I found myself having to buy an iPhone. And, well, I I actually have a 6, an iPhone 6, but goddamn, that's a slow phone. Holy shit, it's slow. Like, you open Facebook, it takes 60 seconds just to load up the app. I couldn't do it. And so I found myself walking into an Apple store and I bought an iPhone 7 Plus. I'm so ashamed. I can't wait for the day when Owen goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I bought a MacBook no, Pro. Uh, no, I, I no. I just, like, you know, found myself in a position where I needed a new Mac. And, uh, well, that's the problem. You know, I just wasn't going to go out and buy an old used one, so I just bought, you know, whatever the one on sale was. And now I use it. It's pretty okay, I guess. Look, I like the iPhone 7 a lot. The only thing I hate ah. is the headphone jack thing. It's really horrible. Ah. Like, I'm, like, constantly making sure I have the dongle still. Yeah, Bluetooth headphones, pro tip. Also, also I'm waiting for the AirPods, Internet man. has responded to AirPods, have you heard? BuzzFeed News said, all reports and signs point to AirPods are Air- A+. AirPods. AirPods. Yeah, all, all Apple needs to do is actually ship them now. I don't mind if they want to wait a little bit longer and get it right. 
what's wrong with him though like what's his who what's knows? up john is like constantly doing the thumbs up at me right now like oh, hey, hey bro thumbs <laughs> like, up man go, don't go worry about shove it your bluetooth head. Get some bluetooth. okay thumbs up do you want to talk about the email do you have it available there we got some great fan mail this week. I got called a douche canoe, but then he took it back. Douche canoe. It's really douche it's canoe. I never even heard that phrase before. It's beautiful. Uh, I hope you're listening to this and you hear me saying douche canoe because it's so perfect. Do you have the email? Did you find the email yet? I listened to episode 27. It was my first time. What episode was that? That was the Apple Apple Rage one. I was really angry. It's at like 4,000 listens. Yeah, it's got the most listens out of any episode. It's kind of upsetting. Yeah, I know. I, and I was actually yesterday trying to recall what in the hell else we talked about. We just episode. argued about the MacBook mostly. Did we talk about It was a really AT&T long argument. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I thought about it. What I was saying wasn't actually net neutrality. Okay. But anyway. Can, anyway, let's talk about this guy. I listened to episode 27, period. New line. It was my first time, period, new line. At first, I'm like, man, I hate Owen. What an angry douche canoe, period, new line. But then I got hooked. It was the dynamic of you two. I listened while I made my Naughton Soylent Protein shake. I even paused the episode (laughs) where my Vita makes got to Apache flying over your house sound levels, period. Then I resumed, period. In other words, I wanted to hear each word yes and i did we converted him and i liked it i must be really lonely so owen i dethrone you as a douche canoe for now yes and john hi i like your voice and your perspective and your balance of owen basically if you guys ever want to be friends here's my phone number phone number list you want to call this guy no not now yeah what are you really gonna do it Mm mm-hmm Oh my god, and he's probably going to answer, and it's going to be weird. <laughs> he's going to be like, who is this? What's his name? I have no idea. Right. Oh, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I hope he answers. Hey, it's John and Owen. Hey, John. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who you are. It's John and Owen. <laughs> Douche canoes. <laughs> what are we doing right now? Well, no, it's okay. We just we're actually calling you because we're just at the end of the podcast, and, and we, we want to say hi. read out your email because we thought it was pretty good. And I was like, we gotta call this guy. So, hi. That's all right. That's perfect. This is still the most fun that we have had all day. So thanks for answering at least. And thank you for and thank you for your email. We love you. I love you guys so much. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. 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 Oh, I love that he was stuck in the the car. I said douche canoe. He's also from um, Arizona, so I hope he's like sitting in a car with a bunch of Trump supporters talking about how happy they are that uh, technology liberal yuppies are going to get what's coming to them. I love it. Great. That was fun. So, I'm going to make the spiel now. Slack. We're closing invitations at the end of the month. You should go to the website. I agree. 
It's getting big. So you are also not allowed to come and sit there and not contribute. Yep. If you just go and read the conversation like a lazy, lazy person, we inactive will users your, will be called. Yeah, we will look for your inactive account and chop you out. It's about making an active community. So please join by the end of November, or you might have to pay. And also, our community is also only full of super nice people. And if you are a troll or a, we have a code of conduct. Yeah, and if you don't act respectful we will kick you out so if you want to chat with us you can email us on highatchargedpodcast.com or you can email me or john or tweet me not john um please review us on itunes we love it when you do that otherwise thank you for listening i have started putting john show notes in the yeah the, the show notes on soundcloud is amazing from john i love it they're better than mine Anyway, it's good to hang out, John. Douche canoe. (laughs) Douche canoe. That's the name of this episode. Episode 29, douche canoe. All right, John. It's good to hang out. Let's go outside. Let's go outside.